The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 17th of February. In your Squiz today, Australians on the quarantined Diamond Princess cruise ship, lawyers involved in Celeste Barber's Facebook fundraiser, Mark Zuckerberg calls for government regulation and a naked festival. This is your Squiz today. Starting with COVID-19 today, Claire, the Diamond Princess cruise ship is sitting off the coast of Japan with its quarantine period due to end later this week. 355 people on the ship have been diagnosed with COVID-19 so far, making it the site of the most coronavirus infections outside of China. There are around 200 Australians on board and reports say that our government is considering evacuating them back home. It's a plan that hasn't been outlined in much detail yet by the government. There were meetings being held yesterday by the senior levels of the cabinet to try and discuss the logistics of that. They've also sent an infectious diseases expert over there to try and assess the situation and work out what to do. But reports say the plan would be to send a chartered Qantas plane to Japan to collect those Australians and then they would be brought back to Australia for another 14 days in quarantine, probably at the Christmas Island Detention Centre. There's going to be some space there with that first load of Australians who came back from Wuhan leaving Christmas Island today. Countries like the US, Canada and Hong Kong have confirmed they're sending planes to collect their citizens off the ship. There has been a slowing down in the rate of new cases of the virus being reported in China over the weekend after numbers surged late last week and Chinese authorities are stepping up containment measures in the Hubei province. Those restrictions really are quite something. Uh, People won't be allowed on the roads unless there's some kind of emergency, so the use of private cars has been banned indefinitely. One person will be nominated from each household uh, to be allowed to leave their home uh, every three days to buy food and essential items. Um, There's guards being put on housing estates to make sure that only residents are entering and leaving those places. Uh, Businesses are staying closed except for things like chemists and food shops and medical services. That's pretty incredible when you think it's a city of 60 million people. Yeah, the scale of it really is quite, quite something. Back home now, people would remember comedian Celeste Barber. She raised an incredible $51.3 million for the New South Wales RFS in a Facebook fundraiser that really went around the globe. It was actually the biggest fundraiser ever on the Facebook platform. None of the money yet has been spent, however. What's happening with this one, Claire? The situation is that under the rules of the Rural Fire Service, uh, fundraising efforts have to go towards things like firefighting equipment. And Barbara is said to be quite frustrated that it can't go to people on the ground. She had a, a vision that people who were in the RFS would be able to get their hands on some of that money and actually uh, spend it uh, in those local communities, whether that would be to go to local charities or to people doing it tough or to their local RFS service. So, uh, lots of discussions to be had there. The legal discussions are said to be very amicable, but it is a good reminder to double check exactly where your donations go to. Regardless, she had a very busy weekend hosting the Firefight Australia concert. It raised $9.5 million for bushfire recovery efforts. So head to the Squiz Today email if you want to check out more about that. 
Over to politics now, and it was a turbulent first fortnight back in Parliament for the National Party, even more so for leader Michael McCormack. He withstood a leadership challenge from Barnaby Joyce, but the matter seems far from over and there was lots more talk over the weekend. What's the latest? Yeah, there's lots of residual pain from the last fortnight yes. for Michael McCormack. Um, so to start with the Barnaby Joyce issue first, McCormack was forced on the weekend to defend uh, his leadership and also to clarify that he had no plans to stand down before the next election. There were reports suggesting that some sort of deal had been done behind the scenes to shore up the stability of the leadership of the party with a promise that he would leave uh, before we go to the polls next time. He says that that's absolutely not true. Uh, The second thing that's bubbling along is that there's more being said about the administration of that $100 million in sports grants. Prime Minister Scott Morrison and others have said that there were no ineligible applicants that received funding uh, under that scheme, but the Audit Office, which first actually raised the issue, said that that's not the case, that there were plenty of projects that the Minister's Office uh, and the Prime Minister's Office and others overrode to say should get funding despite being ineligible. Don't think this one's going away anytime soon. No, that's for sure. Overseas now, and there are 67 Australian women and children currently in a Syrian refugee camp. They're family members of captured or killed Australian Islamic State fighters. It's come to light that the federal police have raided homes of their relatives in Sydney and Melbourne. What's that investigation about? The conditions in Syria at the moment are pretty dire. It's winter. uh, And when you look at pictures of uh, what's happening uh, to refugees, whether they're in camps or whether they're fleeing uh, violence there, uh, is pretty grim. And what the federal police say they're concerned about is that some of those women and children will try and make their way back to Australia without going through official channels. They're in a difficult spot because our government says that they're not going to go in and help those people people because the conditions are too dangerous to put our authorities in that kind of danger. Uh, But those women and children, of course, uh, are in a pretty terrible situation there. So they're worried they'll come back and that might be an issue for our security and safety here. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has put out a call for more guidance and regulation from governments to tackle the growing problem of harmful online content. When you think about the fact that Facebook currently suspends nearly a million fake accounts a day, it's no small problem, Claire. No, and Facebook, he says, has 35,000 staff as well who review online content to look out for that harmful online content issue. So it's rare for a business leader to ask government to regulate them. But what he's saying is that some kind of uh, governance, some kind of uh, way that people can have more confidence in what's on the internet would benefit everyone, including social media platforms like Facebook. Um, There's a term for this uh, in corporate land and they call that socialising your problem. (laughs) This past weekend was the third Saturday in February, which means one thing, Claire, Hadaka Masuri or Japan's Naked Festival. And I've gone for our subject line today, um, Joe Cocker's You Can Leave Your Hat On because naked festivals seem to um, (laughs) suggest that leaving something on might be good and at least these blokes are able to. It's a male thing. They do wear a loincloth and white socks, which sounds like a really kind of appealing combination. It's a really interesting 
interesting read in the email today if you want to have a look into that a little bit more. Yeah, 10,000 semi-naked men. But, um, yeah, check that out in today's Squiz. Before we head off, we do have some news um, from Kate. She's had her bub. She had her little girl. So all is well there. Thank you for everyone who has sent us an email asking for an update. And uh, Larissa, you and I went and had a cup of tea yesterday with with the Watsons and all is well. She is a very, very cute Mm, baby. Pretty cute. And on that very excellent news, we'll wrap it up there for a Monday. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.